Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Talking Your Way to Change. My name is Zan Banker, and I am the host of this show. I'm a licensed psychologist with 23 years of experience, and I'm excited to have this platform to educate others about mental health and psychotherapy. Hi, welcome back to the show, Talking Your Way to Change. This is Dr. Banker. Today's episode is entitled Depression, What Is It? This is part one of a three-part series. Here are some quotes from people suffering from depression. The opposite of depression is not happiness, but vitality. You feel like you're drowning, but everyone around you is breathing. I feel like I've lost myself. I have asked an interviewer to ask me some questions today about depression. Why don't we start with just an explanation of what is what is depression? Depression is a syndrome. It's a collection of symptoms that are actually quite diverse and impairs people's ability to live their life. The misunderstanding comes from when people use the term depression to describe sadness or feeling down. People frequently say, I'm depressed, or that something is depressing, when in fact they might be better off saying, I'm feeling sad or I found that dreadfully disappointing. The symptoms of depression cluster in four areas. There's behavioral, cognitive, emotional, and physical. Depression impacts what we do, what we think, what we feel, and how we experience our bodies. Why do you think people say they're depressed when they're actually just sad? Oh, yeah. I actually think that's a defense against feeling more deeply or being vulnerable. It takes more effort and courage to say to someone, hey, I'm feeling sad or disappointed. What are the behavioral changes that you mentioned? Okay. So mostly what we see behaviorally is that people um, withdraw from social contact. They isolate. They may stay in bed all day. People essentially stop doing the things that they like, like reading, gardening, golfing. Their sexual desire may decrease. People begin to struggle with what's called a lack of motivation to accomplish goal-oriented behaviors. And or when they do accomplish goal-oriented behaviors, the part of the brain that rewards them is very diminished. So people might stop cleaning, working out, studying, calling friends, eating healthy foods. When we think about the changes that occur in motivation, people actually start to feel and look very regressed. They lose their initiative, their energy. Taking a shower might be a victory. And this is really tough because taking a shower is not going to give people the stimulating rewards from our brains that working out would or, say, calling a friend. And after a while, this inhibition or lack of engagement in life's activities leads to a reduction of our sense of self. So when people are saying that they feel like they've lost themselves, in a sense, they actually have. So the longer it goes on, the deeper you sink into it. Yes, the more insidious it becomes. What about the cognitive symptoms that you mentioned? Cognitive changes include lack of concentration, memory difficulty, rumination. Ruminating is when we think about something over and over again. 
um, patterns of thinking become negative or what psychologists term cognitive distortions. These are ways that our minds typically reinforce negative thoughts or negative emotions that are inaccurate, but they keep us feeling bad about ourselves. So for example, these negative thought patterns actually, well, you can say that they have names such as catastrophizing, say, or personalization or filtering. Filtering is when we magnify the negative details and filter out the positive aspects of an event. What does personalization mean? Yeah, good question. Okay, so when people personalize, they believe they're responsible for things that are actually outside of their control. So um, a woman might blame herself for having been sexually assaulted, say, on a date because her reasoning might be something that it was something about themselves that led that person on. Uh, a less charged example might be because I was late to my child's soccer tournament, he or she played very poorly. Personalization also can mean that the things that happen are a direct reflection of you. Uh, for example, you walk into a conference room and all the people stop talking and you think they have been talking about you behind your back. We all have cognitive distortions from time to time, but unfortunately, people who are depressed have them most of the time. People with depression lose their ability to become good problem solvers. Um, their thinking becomes very narrow and they have tunnel vision. And I think this is why people begin to think about suicide as a good solution. Do all people with depression think about suicide? No, but we do know that the majority of people who attempt and commit suicide are depressed. Um, we also know that if you have thought about suicide in the past, you're more likely to think about it again. We know that if the people around you are talking about suicide, or you have a family member who has committed suicide, you are more likely to consider that as an option. We also know that if you're feeling hopeless about your future, you are more likely to consider suicide as a viable option. So do you think that negative thinking makes you more likely to be depressed or does the depression make you think negatively? Uh, the short answer is both. Historically, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is one of the leading treatments for depression, was designed from the premise that if we could teach people to change their automatic negative thoughts and beliefs, we could get them to alleviate their moods. This is true to a point. And in fact, this form of treatment was better at preventing relapse in depression than say medication alone. But when people did relapse in their thinking and it became distorted again, we found they were also in a depressive episode again. So most recently we've learned that if you can help people identify and head off these types of thoughts or what we now call negative modes of mind, you might be able to head off a depressive episode. What I like to take from all of this is that our thoughts are powerful and they can drive our moods and people can benefit from understanding that they do not have to identify their beliefs. They don't have to I believe, excuse me, their thoughts. That thoughts can be like an event. 
that happen in our minds, kind of like clouds in the sky. I'll talk more about this in the third episode of depression when we talk about treatment. You've talked about the behavioral and cognitive changes associated with depression. What about people's moods? This is the part that most people intuitively understand about depression. When we're depressed, we feel sad, lonely, bored, depressed, numb, hopeless. Um, we have feelings of worthlessness and helplessness. We tend to have excessive guilt. And some people actually just describe feeling numb. There has been some thinking that depression actually looks different in men, particularly in the areas of emotions and behavior. In 1998, um, this family therapist, Terry Real wrote a book called I Don't Want to Talk About It, and it deals with what he calls male depression. And he highlights that men tend to be more irritable and angry and agitated. And in, instead of feeling sad, they engage in behavior that's actually a defense against the depression or sadness. So they act out. You know, that would be like drinking. He calls womanizing, becoming violent becoming contemptuous and belittling others. So there's a gender difference in how depression expresses itself. Yes. It's not to say that women don't look um, what we call kind of don't have an agitated depression, but overall, yes, I would say the picture can look quite different. Um, lastly, some of the physical symptoms people experience are that they feel tired, a lack of energy, um, they might have a lot of chronic pain, aches and pains, disturbances in their appetite. They might um, gain weight or lose weight. They have difficulty sleeping, either too much or too little. I think what you really see is that all of these symptoms have a way of like circling around an individual and immobilizing them. Do you have to have all of the symptoms that you've talked about today in order to have depression? No, the criteria for having a depressive episode is that you have to have a little over than half the symptoms. And typically though, and, oh, and the symptoms have to have been present every day for two weeks. Um, typically though, I don't think people seek treatment until the symptoms have persisted longer. Um, but I think that this criteria allows us to sort of identify that people really look can look kind of different in depression. So someone might be depressed and not even be aware of it. How common is depression? Statistically, they believe that one in 10 people will experience a depressive episode at some point in their life. Depression is a leading cause of disability for people in the United States, ages 15 to 44. And we know that women are more affected by depression than men. Is depression more of a Western phenomenon? No. Globally, more than 300 million people of all ages suffer from depression. The World Health Organization has indicated that depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. Thanks for explaining all of that. It seems like there's a lot of research that has gone into understanding depression and it sounds like it's pretty complicated. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to ask me these questions. 
And I will talk next in the next episode about what we've identified as some of the causes of depression. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for listening. I need to alert you that this podcast is not meant to be a substitution for mental health treatment. Although we talk about psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. If listeners are interested in pursuing therapy, I would refer you to psychologytoday.com backslash US or your insurance carrier network. Okay, thanks again. Until next time.